Joe Biden's uh, address to the nation. He said that Israel has a right to defend itself. Full stop, he said. So he checked that box. DeSantis took the rhetoric one step further, saying not only a right, but a responsibility. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not worried about how the Republicans would respond to this. I mean, how many wars were started under Donald Trump's watch? Not Ukraine, not this. This is how many the White House is staffed by millennial pro-Palestinian millennials. It is whose reflex is to tweet both sidesism. You know, hey, both sides are responsible. That's their reflex. In fact, the Palestinian branch of the State Department in Israel tweeted something just like that right away and then deleted it. That's their instinct inside the DNA of Blame the modern Democrat. Brain both oh, both sides. Calm down, everybody. I watched Palestinian. It wasn't just terrorists. This is an army go in and pull grandmas out and murder women and children. And what Israel's about to do is bring hell down on Hamas if they do it right. I mean real war, not like TV war. Real war, stacking bodies, dead people. Because Bibi Netanyahu's not gonna mess around here. What happens when that happens? Will the pro-Palestinian millennials stay off their Twitter keep? I don't think they're gonna be able to resist, let alone the squad. So when we left the studios Friday, we said, have a good weekend. Right. I thought we left. It's kind of like borrowing somebody's kitchen for an event. Right. And you leave it as clean as it was, maybe even a little cleaner. Yeah, that's the goal. But we leave the studio Saturday yeah. or Friday and Saturday, literally all hell breaks loose. Yeah. World War Three. I mean, my phone starts going off and I'm yeah. going, oh, my gosh. And I start watching the news and I go, Mm-mm. oh, boy. I know. Oh boy, and clueless. Just the cluelessness is is unbelievable. You know. And even Israel was. What part of they were? This is not an action. This is a war. Oh, I know. Do they not understand? I mean, Netanyahu was pretty clear from what I saw. I mean, do y'all not know what that means? You're you're going to this administration. if, If you don't follow the news correctly. In 30 or 60 days, I predict you're going to say Israel started this because (laughs) right now we're thinking, okay, but Israel is going to rain hell down on Hamas. Hamas, yeah. I'm thinking I'll make a prediction and I hate to make this one. I may, I think they may even attack Iran because Iran's Mm -hmm. fingerprints are all over this thing. Yeah. And, and then, holy cow. Right. Uh, yeah, your not, your not world's going to be turned upside down. But hey, it's rumbling right and now. Rumors of wars. Oh, I know. I mean, and then you have a huge earthquake in Afghanistan this weekend. Hmm. Coincidence? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Don't believe in coincidences. You know, Israel's still the apple of God's eye, and there's there's future yeah. events that tie that country into what's going to happen. End of the world God's stuff, people. Hearts. Yeah, for sure. Be ready. But happy Monday. But happy Monday to you. Uh, we don't dictate. Other than what that, happens. I had a great weekend. <laughs> I, I had a I had a really good weekend as well. well we you... had uh, some friends over Friday night, our our neighbors. Yeah, and um, call it the Four Corners. I were... saw the charcuterie. Oh my gosh! Was we're that still... was that? Did Kara have her fingerprint on that? Well, she she ordered it from a, a friend oh. who does that now. Oh, and she did I a lovely job. It. No, no, oh, she didn't. She was very, but she was working in Farmville, I think, Friday, oh, okay. if I'm not mistaken. All right. So, yeah. Um, it so, looked, we had a great. It looked like a Kara uh, offering. Right. To yeah, me. It was. 
Yeah. Through the through the lovely hands of Lisa who provided well, it. Well, Lisa, you charcuted it up, girl. She did. And we send stuff home with people and we still are eating on cheeses and crackers see, that's, and see, that's uh, the only vegetables. Thing. You're gonna and, be grazing for, oh for days. Gosh. Um we had a big gathering yesterday, mm-hmm. Sunday, classic Sunday supper. Um we, we will not be grazing. Because uh, there's nothing for days. left. There's nothing left. It so was you like, invited the right people or the wrong people? Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> Depends. Look, you know, I'm insulted if I have a lot of food left over. Right. So no, yeah, something I was, was wrong. But we we smoked a chicken and a brisket. Um, Did you over get the a buzz weekend. off of that? <laughs> for oh no, <laughs> no, no, none of that. We just used regular wood chips. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was we just went completely old school: green right. beans, squash casserole, oh, nice. corn pudding, mac oh, and cheese. Oh wow, corn pudding. A broccoli salad, yeah, like every. Well, I had to practice before Thanksgiving, so I, oh, I practiced I the recipe because my son loves it, but I've never made it. Corn it was, pudding. It was always other people that made really? it, and it was. Mwah. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, All, how much left? None. There's like yeah, none left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then our neighbors came, and uh, of course, uh, Anthony's Italian. Mm-hmm. His son Antonio right, was right. there, as was his friend Alfredo. Like the noodle? I know. I was like, I told my sister, and she got this puzzled look, and she looked at him and said, well, in the words of Leanne Morgan, he is yummy. And I said, I know. <laughs> it's an appropriate name. I'm just a beautiful Italian uh, young man. That's cool. And That's it was cool. so funny. He was taking pictures of his food. Oh, Alfredo was? Alfredo has, oh my has never had a southern throwdown. Ah, I see. So he was taking pictures of the banana pudding. He was taking pictures. It was it was so sweet. Wow. It was great. It was a great day. Okay. So, good. But yeah, not uh not eating yeah. any leftovers for okay. sure. All right, here is our thought of the day. Yes. When we love, we always strive to become better than we are. Mm. When we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. Wow. That's true. Could use some of that around the Middle East and uh, other places. Well, around the world. Yeah. Period. Four three four two four eight zero seven zero four is our number. That's our uh, texting number. Play along with our Mind Jam trivia. Today is International Beer and Pizza Day. I had some pizza yesterday. This is our question. I had a beer too. Now that I think about it, today is Beer and Pizza Day. This is our question. Which state? In America, drinks the most beer. Which state drinks the most beer? It's beer and pizza day. I celebrated that yesterday. It was an interesting list. Okay. I will say. All right. It wasn't, um, I don't know that I was surprised by the number one. I was a little surprised by the number two. Oh, really? Oh, okay. A little bit. All right. What do you think it is? Send it to us. We'd love for you to play along. On the stay in history, in 1941, U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt approves an atomic program that later becomes the Manhattan Project. On October 11, 1939, economist Alexander Sachs delivered an historic letter from Albert Einstein to Franklin Roosevelt at the White House. In the letter, the distinguished physicist described the potential for an atomic weapon and warned that nuclear research was underway in Germany. Roosevelt responded to Einstein's letter by authorizing the formation of a scientific committee to study whether an atomic weapon was feasible. Later, he approved the creation of the Manhattan Project, a top-secret effort to build an atomic weapon. Hmm. And I fear that something like that might be used if this war doesn't yeah. end quickly and 
sufficiently in Israel. Wow. It's going to be messy for the next Well, and I, I just I just wonder now, I mean, because you've already got the thing going on in Russia, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is going to distract the world. What is North Korea going to be doing? Right. Well, is China going to attack people, Taiwan? Well, well people are there. thinking China will make their move on Taiwan. At this, I think so, too. At this moment. I so. think so, too. So, a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, 1969, on this day in history, the Supremes released this single. It was the last recording Diana Ross did with the group. You know, there were turbulent times even in 69, yeah. you know. Say it, so. say it, say it, say it again. Songs can help bring you to a better place, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, 1986, the stage musical Phantom of the Opera premieres in London, written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course, starring Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman. It runs for 13,629 performances. Wow. On this London stage, there are curtains behind curtains, an opera within an opera, faces behind faces. Like the rest of the show, this scene at a masked ball in an opera house is full of drama and romance. And an undercurrent of menace. Kind of like junior high. An undercurrent of menace. (laughs) And romance. It it sounds like (laughs) the instructional video on Dodgeball. (laughs) I gotcha. Hi, Timmy. Well, <laughs> a little bit of that going on. Here's a lady playing dodgeball a little bit when she was on CBS. Mm. Sharon Osborne. She's played a lot of dodgeball with her her husband, Ozzy. Ah, uh, seventy one years old today. Everybody goes. If you support him, then you must be racist because he's racist. As you look back on that time now, what sort of things come to mind? An education, and um. No regrets, no more saying sorry, because I'm not. Good for her. Because I didn't do anything wrong except ask questions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's when she stood up for her friend Piers Morgan right. and right. lost her job. Yeah. Was called a racist. Yeah, which is so crazy. Yeah. Silly, Good for silly. her, though, for yeah. standing up. She's she's never been a very much of a weakling, though, that's for sure. She's super lady. She is. Much uh, like this guy. Actor Brandon Roth is having a birthday today, turning 44 years old. Well, he's not super lady. He's Superman. Played what he called a practical joke and gasped the building. All these people died? My friends, my wife. I lost everyone in one fell swoop. Almost as if you've been through more loss than any mortal man could endure. We need you to come back with us. I know this sounds insane, but you might be the key to saving the morning jam with Janet and Mark. It's actually one of the least insane things I've ever heard. I didn't realize he saved the show. Well, (laughs) there there are many. Keep that button handy. Because <laughs> it's early. It's early in the program. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, also having a birthday is actor John O'Hurley. So much fun. Loved him on Seinfeld. And Dancing with the Stars. He's 69. I'm afraid I have some bad news, Elaine. It appears you will not be accompanying me to Africa. Why not? I'm afraid it's your urine, Elaine. You've tested positive both. 
opium. That's right, Elaine. White Lotus. Yum, yum. Shanghai Sally. <laughs> so funny. He is funny. Oh, it's the poppy seeds. <laughs> oh, the muffin. I know. Oh. It's, uh, messed me up. Singer Jackson Brown having a birthday today. Love him. He's 75. All right. Drink some coffee. It's going to take a minute. got that nine minute long song that has this as part of it and uh talks about the roadies and I mean, loading he, the tractor trailer he used and, to be just i mean everything he did yeah. was just gold but i think he kind of removed himself i don't think the the uh the life industry abandoned him uh, i think he was like you know what yeah kind of done yeah a little bit and he still tours mm-hmm. with james taylor and it cost you know, $120 for the nosebleed, nosebleed section. Right. And I can't afford it. Love but, to see that, though. Mm, I would. Stuff. Uh, actor Zachary Ty Bryan, Bryan is having a birthday today. Another one of the home improvement kids well into their 40s, 42. Yep. This is him in Tokyo Drift, one of the Fast and Furious. Oh. You talking to my girl? Here we go. Yeah. Well, she was just admiring my ride. <laughs> my ride. <laughs> my grandma's view could smoke that piece of shit. The trash. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about your daddy's viper? This beast's got 500 horsepower and a Borla exhaust system. It does 0 to 60 in like 4.3 seconds. That's about right. That's about right. Yeah. Why? You can read the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then you know what happens after I that? I was just waiting. There's a fight. I was just waiting for uh, oh, the... Tim to like start grunting. <laughs> I know. With all that, that, con- all that, with that horsepower. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, comedian Melissa... Vela Center? Yeah, I think so. Saturday Night Live, 36. She's she's a funny lady. Uh, I hang out a lot alone, but I do a lot of voices, so I'm never really alone. A lot of friends. Something I used to do when I had Facebook, I used to love reading people's statuses with voices to crack myself up. I'd just be in bed scrolling through that news feed, and I would have a blast. Just got engaged. Die. Don't give up, single ladies. You're Prince Charming. <laughs> Shut it, Tiffany. <laughs> yes. Just passed my science final. Meet me at the bar to celebrate. No, no one wants to go, you dork. <laughs> oh, and she goes I on love and on. Her. Yeah, she goes She's on and on. She's my sister from another mister. <laughs> All That's right, back. also how I entertain myself. Well, sometimes I do it. I don't talk out loud. I just do it within my brain. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Less people look at me that way. Uh, today is International Beer and Pizza Day. This is our question. Which state in America drinks the most beer? What are they guessing, Janet? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's a that's a good guess. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, Texas has been getting a lot of love. Texas? Yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. 
the utter the utter LaBelle. The utter LaBelle, other than Patty LaBelle, her sister, Nona. Oh, I thought we were talking about cows. <laughs> Why are you talking about udders? What is happening? The other LaBelle. Got it. R&B singer, Nona LaBelle, 79. toast we'll bring the jam with janet and mark on the virginia talk radio network if you've just discovered the morning jam recently we have so much catching up to do one way to do that is by going to our soundcloud page there is literally over 1,000 hours of content there Get to know Mark and Janet a little better by typing in The Morning Jam on VTRN on the SoundCloud page. And listen live Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on this Virginia Talk Radio Network station. Now the seats are all empty. Let the roadies take the stage. Pack it up and tear it down. They're the first to come and the last to leave Working for that minimum wage They'll set it up in another town Love it. Roadies Are, don't get enough credit. No, they're great. I mean, they they're tear amazing. down the systems. They pack it all away. Their backs are sore at the I will end tell of the night. You, when, when, we, when I was playing music all the time, mm-hmm. I, had, I had a young man great sound guy mm-hmm. but he he set it up and he he took it down right and we you know and he got a full cut just like everybody oh, else good for you guys he was he got that. absolutely paid yeah. as much as every musician every singer because they deserve it yeah absolutely more than minimum wage that's for sure yeah so so speaking of minimum wage i wonder if you're able to drink a lot of beer and pizza eat a lot of pizza with <laughs> it is international wage. beer and pizza day it is which state Drinks the most beer in our country of these here United States. We have Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Texas. Texas. Okay. So this is according to Eat This, Not That. They they had some data come in where mm-hmm. they asked people in different states, how many beer can you drink before you feel effects of it? Oh, okay. And and so they went by tolerance because, you know, uh, the, the more you drink, then yeah. the more it takes to, mm-hmm. yeah. So number one on the list was Texas. Texas, okay. Yep, number one was on the list. But Virginia was number two. Really? I was a little surprised by that. I oh, man. Apparently it's not just for lovers. <laughs> it's for beer lovers as well. <laughs> so, um, and then New York came in number three. Okay. All right. The states with the least tolerance, if right. you're interested in knowing, uh, we have Oregon, hmm. Colorado, Indiana. Wow. that's uh, Those are the ones that drink the least amount of, of beer, that? it yeah. would seem. Well, and they, now you know. They get their buzz different ways in Colorado, I hear. The old Rocky Mountain <laughs> yeah, High. You, you can just like walk through. <laughs> and get a buzz. But, yeah. I've, I've talked to people who are just like, it. the whole place smells like cabbage oh, now i don't know that that's a good look but you know mm. just saying 
Well, the smell of smoldering buildings and and gunfire and bomb aftermath is what they're smelling in Israel and different parts of Gaza. The uh, the I mean, attack. They're, they're stealing women, children, yes. taking hostages. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not good. And and this uh, one lady who became sort of this iconic person that that was they were running around the streets naked. She was already dead ended up being a German citizen there for a concert. Did you hear about oh the 260-person concert? They killed everybody in an outdoor venue. Wow. This lady that she became this iconic person at the beginning ended up being she was not even Israeli. She was visiting from Germany. Mm-mm-mm. So sad. Mm-mm. Longwood Cemetery in Bedford um, was vandalized. Hmm. Authorities in the town of Bedford are searching for a suspect after dozens of tombstones and cemetery property were damaged. Just so disrespectful. Yeah. What kind of piece of crap do you have to be to do this? Mm. I mean, the they're broken. Mm-hmm. Like the tombstones have literally been busted and broken. Uh, ones that have, you know, probably been sat there, there for, for hundreds of years yeah, even, yeah. perhaps. Wow. Yeah. Um, the one of the ones knocked over dates as far back as the 1800s. Wow! Oh gosh, that's a big one there. Oh yeah, gosh. and and they're broken, they're broken and busted, and yeah, it's it's very it's very sad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how we got here? Getting your thrills off of something like that is just disgusting. Disgusting and disturbing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There'll be special accountability for that. Yeah. I I hope they'll be able to catch. Who it is. We've got lots of headlines to to cover, and uh, we'll share them all with you coming up. Kimberly McBroom coming up after CBS News, which is next. It is 631. Currently 40 degrees in Lynchburg and Bedford. Uh, Clear skies this morning. 42 in Roanoke and Salem. 41 in Danville. 39 in Amherst. And 40 in Appomattox. So the pipeline protest continues, Janet. Oh, good. Yeah. A Mountain Valley pipeline protester was arrested on Saturday after a lockdown blockade in the pipeline right right away on... Oh, hello. ...on Peters Mountain in Giles County. The protester, who was referred to as Mickey... I don't know if that's Mickey Mouse, the protester, or Mickey, the Appalachian... you know, he's he's uh, protesting against the Appalachian, against Pipeline's group, or he's with them, I should say. He was charged with a uh, fine and uh, also uh, had to put out some bail money, $2,500 uh, to be exact. The Pipeline's construction consisting of tree clearing on the mountains was halted Saturday because of the protests. And, of course, they got the big rainbow up and saying, you know, restore and defend the forests everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, uh, the, you know, this protest, I, I really don't have a dog in the fight, but all the law has well, said we must proceed. We, we, and we, we have all, to abide we all by have the law. a dog in, in the fight, though. I mean, this, this, the more they put this off, the more money it's going to cost right. and the more money it's going to cost us in the long run. Right. I mean, you're, you're just trying to stave off the inevitable. Right. And it's going to happen. Right. So it's and you just can keep ridiculous. tying yourself to the trees and all that, and you're just going to get arrested. Yeah. So. 
Authorities in the town of Bedford are searching for a suspect after dozens of tombstones and cemetery property were damaged. According to the Bedford Police Department, the vandalism happened late Thursday night in Longwood Cemetery. Investigators and cemetery staff said over 40-plus tombstones were damaged or knocked over. Uh, They said it was more than just tombstones. The garage door was also smashed in. We called the police. We didn't touch anything. They came over, saw the damage. That was done uh, to the cemetery and our other building. Uh, upon further review, we walked over to the other side of the building and looked up and saw where the monuments had been turned over. So initially, they, they saw the damage done to the buildings. Um, one of the tombstones knocked over dates back as far as the 1800s. And uh, uh, the stone on the hill right here been here since 1834. They said the cemetery is no strangers to vandals. It has happened before, but he said this one is beyond words. It's so disrespectful. Uh, It's not the first time, but what people get out of this is beyond me. Hmm. I I hope they have some cameras up. I I think it's more than one person. I don't think one person did all that. That would be exhausting. It would be. It would be. I mean, that took a great deal of, of... Effort Effort Mm -hmm. from some pretty pathetic people. They say anyone, uh, they don't have any suspects or leads. Anyone with information is asked to contact Crime Stoppers or the Bedford um, Sheriff's Office. Okay. Uh, The Central Virginia Health District is conducting a study about long COVID and its impact in our area. It defines long COVID uh, as a person that's still sick months after getting COVID-19. According to the Virginia Department of Health, Symptoms include trouble breathing, fatigue, cough, and problems with organs like your heart or kidneys. Uh, It says uh, you don't have to have a diagnosis of long COVID to participate in the study. Uh, The requirements uh, to be part of the study includes having COVID at least once, experiencing symptoms that last for more than two months after being infected, and you need to reside in Amherst, Appomattox, Bedford, Campbell County, or the city of Lynchburg. Virginia 5th District Governor uh, Congressman Bob Good uh, did some interviews over the weekend. Uh, Good was one of eight Republicans who voted Tuesday to not support Kevin McCarthy and remove him as Speaker. Uh, this happened after McCarthy worked uh, with his own party and Democrats to pass a short-term funding bill to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, Good says he is not ready to support anyone until Republicans meet uh, this week. Just because I want to let the process play out, I want to have all the candidates. Right now, it's two officially, two or three or others are thinking about it. We want to vet them, test them, and challenge them to see who does emerge, who makes the commitments that each of us are looking for to support, uh, but who can unite our party to get 218 votes. Uh, Good said he sat down with uh, Mark Spain from ABC 13 and discussed the Ukraine, the economy, uh, the economy and who he would like to see as president, if you're interested in watching that interview. The more I hear about that whole fiasco disaster, yeah, is they should have waited. Yeah. They should have waited. You should have taken care of that, not let it play out in front of the whole. You know, they didn't right. have to make that decision now, and we're, we're left in a. a Without bit a speaker, of a, with the whole world Republican quagmire going on. Right. And. I don't. I don't think you have the luxury of taking your time, right. considering the fact well, that Israel's been attacked. Right. And you create a vacuum, 
and the Democrats are more than willing to fill it. Oh, sure. You know, because no problem. Republicans, you know, we're, you know, have our own firing squad shooting at each other. We just do such a good job at that. We don't know how to be unified. Well, but it's not just that. We, we also, you know, put people in office that they say are vetted, but they're not. Right. Well, we got some of that going on locally. We we do. There was there was just another story that came out over the weekend right. over this whole thing with Tim Griffin. That story does not go away. Uh, this one was with the didn't uh, he the live daily, like in a garage or the something? The Daily Progress of his, one of his buddies and claimed that was his residence. That that's right, and that's the one that was challenged because mm-hmm. we had they were in here on the air, mm-hmm. and uh, of course the woman that his group appointed. Right. Said, oh, that's a that's a residence. That's absolutely a residence. Well, guess what? He had to move out of that residence because it wasn't a legitimate residence. residence. So um, this was the Daily Progress, mm-hmm. you know, uh, reached out to the um, to to Griffin and, and others. Um, and he refuses to give an address. It's it's not clear. Now he's giving his address at Cottonwood Manor Drive in Forest, which is a different address than the one he listed when he filed to run for office in March, which was different from the other one that he had on record. Um, It's not clear. Is he running for the gypsy party? I don't know. know. His name uh, does not appear to be listed in the apartment building's electronic directory. Property manager would not disclose um, when reached to when reached out by the Daily Progress, Griffin himself would not disclose his address. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a new problem. It's persisted for years during a child support case in November of 2021. Right. Griffin's attorney was unable to explain where Griffin lived, saying his client often stayed with friends, went camping, or rented hotel rooms. The judge said, well, that's essentially just being homeless. This should not be complicated to get a physical address. Now, that was in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it's I, I so help me if this GOP puts him up there and we get a Democrat in that seat because mm-hmm. he's not even eligible right. yeah. to be a candidate. Yeah. I have zero use. This You can't tell me this story it's been going around this long, and there's not something to it. Right. Especially since he's already changed his address again from the last time. Right. He was he was being challenged. I I hey, just I, I don't I, get it. I I had probably about six months where I didn't have a place to live when I went through a separation and divorce. It happens, so, and stuff happens. Yeah. So you just come clean and say, "Look, I can't give you my address right now because you know my life's in shambles. The house is up for sale." That won't be my address much longer. I've got a P.O. box or whatever. I'm living with a friend. Here's the deal. You know, just just be up front and honest yeah, and right. all that jazz. And I don't think that's been the case here. I, you know. John Kramer was the owner of the property that was in question when they went through all, when the petitioners went and challenged all right. of that. Um, he told the Daily Progress the garage has a bathroom and is available for rent on Airbnb. The property is not listed on Airbnb. Right. And uh, would not say when Griffin moved out. Uh, He has since changed his voter registration card to this new address. Mm -hmm. When asked if the unit um, is leased, an employee with the leasing office said she was searching for it. Then she hung up the phone. I don't don't see what the big deal is. What's the big secret? 
okay, let's talk about for a minute, because people that maybe don't understand the story, why it's important to have a resident. You have to have a resident. You have to. It's to, just to be eligible to be a candidate. Correct. Correct. They reached out to the, the gentleman running against him, uh, Song, Songhor, I think is his, is his mm-hmm. name. Uh, he said he wanted to focus on the issues and right. avoid negative campaigning. Mm-hmm. He said, but as a voter, I'm concerned about this. Uh, if I really live in Albemarle County and I have a crash pad in Amherst, so I'm going to run in Amherst, that's something uh, I consider to be, that's not something I would consider to be an acceptable thing to do. Mm-hmm. If there's as much evidence out there as people say there is, and if the Griffin campaign can't say something straightforward about it, that's problematic because we need leaders with integrity. Right. Well, that's a legitimate statement. I, and I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm just frustrated with, right. with the, the GOP. Right. Who are like circling the wagons to protect what? Mm-hmm. what are, that's what's got me befuddled. Head, I just yeah, don't understand sure. it. Uh, on a, a lighter note, okay. there's a new food truck in town. Okay, let's talk. Who who would have thought you could have a food truck just based on grilled cheese? We are heading into grilled cheese season. We are. Are we not? We are. Um, I'm willing to admit it. The, the name of it? No. John's Meltdown. Wow. A new gourmet. I love it. I love it. Grilled cheese food truck. Uh, it officially opened up uh, in Lynchburg on Saturday. Awesome. Said they'll be around town every day except for Sunday. Okay. They also have French fries, a good variety of meltdowns, all made with Texas toast. I don't oh, know what I, I lo- think about that. Well, I, I have you had that before? I've had I have grilled not. cheese. I have had it on Texas toast. I'm, I'm thinking I'm willing to give it a shot. His favorite is John's Meltdown. It's made with pesto oh. and three different types of cheese. Wow. He said they also have a big meltdown if someone's really hungry. Why is it that I feel like meltdown is such an appropriate uh, name <laughs> for things the way the world is right now? I know. That's the truth. Um, it's got pimento spread, three different kinds of cheese, a choice of ham, turkey, or bacon. Mm-hmm. Selling a lot of those. Wow. Okay. Uh, and he's on Facebook if you want it. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. Okay. And there's I quite need... the line. Okay. All right. I, this time of year, if he if he like offers a a cup of tomato soup, oh, with the and, gr- and with that, yeah. I mean, you you got the one two punch. I did a wedding one time, mm-hmm. and they had little tiny things of of like almost like tomato soup shots, mm-hmm. and with little tiny grilled cheeses. Apparently, that was one of their favorite. Foods. Oh, neat. Okay, yeah, it was a pain to set up from a catering standpoint, but it looked cute. So there's that. Well, awesome. Six forty seven. Janet, bring us out of that political nosedive with a good eating story i love it we'll be back in a minute the morning jam with janet and mark on the virginia talk radio network i work so very hard all day long i start to dream of you before i get home grilled cheese i hope you're ready because we got a date i just can't wait to get home and put you on my plate Grilled cheese sandwich. The morning jam, six to nine AM. Hopefully you care for us. All right, so Hillary's up to her old tricks, Janet. Oh, brother. 
former Secretary of State and presidential wannabe and, you know, funding the Russian collusion, says that Trump voters are not only deplorable, they need to be deprogrammed. Deprogrammed. I saw that. Deprogrammed. They need yeah. formal deprogramming. Mm-hmm. That's what she told Christiane I'm I'm poor. Uh, I am Christiane. I'm I'm rich. But this was Christiane. I'm I'm poor. Wow. And she's uh, she's just claiming that MAGA voters are just uh, it's a cult. (laughs) It is a cult. I'll tell you what a cult is. A cult is following somebody blindly while they screw you behind your back. Oh, wait, that would be her husband, Bill Clinton. Uh, he must have been a cultist figure because she followed him all around because she had political aspirations. And it's just it. So go away, the lady. The definition of, away. of cult, right, is a relatively small group. It's already like you can already get rid of that now because there's a whole lot of them. So right. small doesn't cut it. <laughs> Having beliefs or practices, especially relating to religion. No, no. Uh, that are regarded by others as strange or sinister. <laughs> so, you know, I think strange and sinister covers the, oh, that the is, that is Clinton. Her. That is her cloak. Campaign. Her cloak for endeavor. sure. And look, no doubt there are, are people who, who blindly follow right. Trump. They do. Right, right. I would agree. But you look at the Democratic Party. Oh, my gosh. And, and how they... Just by any means. They're following a brain dead man. And they bought into his Kool-Aid. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. I mean Or the Democratic Party. Depends on who you are. Who's <laughs> I've saying heard people it. say that. Yeah. 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 So I guess they didn't wake Joe up because uh Ron he Ron has very little to say. Ron DeSantis came out and said, you know, look, if this thing happens, I'm woken up at two AM. And I go to work and I start working and I'm on the phone with the prime minister and I'm saying, what can we do to help? Oh, don't wake the president. He hasn't got his full eight hours in yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, he, here's the thing. Trump is so just divisive. He is. It, it's, it's, oh, uh, did you see? It's a hard, it's a hard one to swallow. I got to tell you. Did you see the, um, meet the press? Over the weekend, no, no. Uh, Pennsylvania swing voters mm-hmm. told NBC News they were extremely unmotivated by a potential rematch between Trump and Biden. That's not good for Biden, is it not? Because most said they would still support the current president despite concerns over his age. Really? Yep. So NBC's, these are Trump voters that said they're not. No, no, just they're, voters. They're in Republicans. General. Republicans said they're not motivated. Meet the Press host Kristen Welker spoke to Pennsylvania swing voters about a possible rematch in an interview that aired on Sunday. One voter told Welker, I'll give you the one word for my emotion, depression. The voters agreed there was a leadership vacuum Mm -hmm. across the board, and none of them said they were very excited about a possible rematch. Depressed would be a better word. I think Biden is approaching senility, if not already in the middle of it, and running the greatest country in the world. In my humble opinion, it's not a job for an old senile person. And Trump is, forgive my French, an ass. Right. And we don't need that kind of person running our country. So did they conclude 
where the swing voters listen, swing more. Brown told Welker later in the conversation he would vote for the president over Donald Trump even if Biden was dead. Jeez. Citing okay. well, that's Amer- not a swing voter. That's a Democrat. Citing American democracy. That this is what they've been pushing for a while. Well, they, they democracy is it yes. is it risk. It's at stake. Yes. I love American democracy too much that Biden and Trump. If it's a Biden Trump race, then I would vote for Biden even if he was dead. And I'm a Republican. No, you're not. No. No, because you're an uninformed person. I did vote Republican. Another voter, Samantha Kalaginski, told Welker in response to the question about being undecided. I didn't love it. It was a lot of chaos. Uh, I'm someone who preaches kindness, and maybe it was hypocritical for me to vote Trump in the last election to have both of them going back up against each other. I don't know if my moral compass could choose either one of them. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's the problem. That is a big problem because I think a lot of people feel that way. Right, right. The voter also said there was a chance that she would just sit at home on Election Day, but added the idea of sitting at home was upsetting. The voters repeatedly expressed they were not enthusiastic about voting for either candidate. I, right. That's fair. I think that's probably accurate. There's a lot accurate. of that out there. I've talked yeah. to a lot of people that feel I don't that way. think that there are a lot of people out there. that I, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that would say they would vote for Biden even if he was dead yeah. over over yeah. Trump. But may, maybe I'm The only person I saw that said they voted for Biden when they looked at the gas pump, they were sorry they did. You're on, whoa. Oh. Well, we a had poll for a from second. June showed the former president and Biden were nearly tied among registered voters in the state. Trump had 47 percent, Biden 46. Right. Um, polls mostly show the two are neck and neck in a potential rematch. But a Washington Post poll uh, from September found that Trump was ahead of Biden. OK, got about a minute and a half. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Good morning. It's Todd. How are y'all doing? Good. We're doing well, Todd. What's up, buddy? Oh, had a good weekend. Hey, listen, uh, when it comes to chaos, most of the, most of the chaos was stirred up by people that were anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. Most of, you know, so uh, I can't believe that these people are saying they were Republicans saying that. But, yeah. you know, we're talking about NBC, CNBC, right. CNN. These are, yeah, you got to factor that for. in. Yeah. So, yes, we, we have to factor that in. Mm-hmm. And we have to factor in when Fox is course doing the same thing you know sometimes that it goes both ways yeah but the chaos most of the chaos that i had in my relationship with people was democrats coming against what trump was trying to do because they kept thinking that he was going to steal the country and become a dictator which right. is what we ended up with right yes, exactly so, uh, exactly that would be joy, ironically when he's coherent yes yes but they don't acknowledge yeah. that right they they don't no. acknowledge it. No. They can't be honest enough. Well, my to acknowledge my brother it. Jim, who's a smart guy, uh, Todd said, "Look, when Joe is on, Joe is the Don. He is the mafioso when he is all there. I mean, he right. he you know. And then when he's not, he's got his little millennial minions running things, and you know, they're more oh, to yeah. the left than Joe is. I'm afraid." Yeah, you know, we we have to remember who's actually running the White House, and that's. That's who's left over from the Obama administration. Yes, right. Absolutely. That's, that's who's running it. So Absolutely. Sure. Y'all have a great day. You too. Enjoy your day. You too. All right. You too, Todd. Bye-bye. Uh, Todd from FNL. Yep. Go by and see him. He sponsors our Five and Dine, which will come up in the next hour uh, around 745. Janet, what's in the queue? you got about five seconds. Can you give us a teaser? 
Oh, for um, for five, five and nine. nine. I'm going to give them a classic today. Okay, great. One they'll want to keep in handy for the holidays. Okay. You're yeah. listening to the Virginia Talk.